0: Welcome to Wrestling Daft. The Mark, sailing from Marburg, weighing in at one hundred and eighty-five pounds. Yes, I've not been doing a lot of run, and I've been eating too many bad things. I'm John, I'm producer of Wrestling Daft, and with me a man who who is bigger than the Undertaker's farewell segment at Survivor Series. It's big, Alex.
2: Oh, but am I a bigger risk to all of those old legends than the COVID? Unsafe gathering they had in the ring last night at Survivor Series.
0: Absolutely not. We'll get onto that in just a minute when we talk about the show. And with me, uh, another man, let's welcome to the show, who has a, a man who has a new wrestling friend, Alex. Don't you, you know, friend? um It's Inside the Ropes, Gary Cassidy. And he's got his new wrestling friend, Sheeta. He got a weird tweet from Sheeta.
3: Just virtually hanging out with all the champions. Uh, we mentioned before about Drew McIntyre. Now I've got the AEW Women's Champion um, on, my, on my virtual friend list, which is a bit of hyperbole because all she did was retweet an interview I did with Alex Gracia, who was on AEW Dark, and said she was her dream opponent. But I'm going to take it anyway.
0: Oh, i take take whatever you can get me. Talking about Drew, did you hear... Um... We were talking, I think, last week's show about um, Drew's tweet about the match with Grado. Did you hear Aye. the podcast on Friday when we actually found out it was Grado who got him to
3: Aye. tweet about that? <laughs> uh, Although the one thing there was one thing missing for and I loved the uh, Rabs uh, kind of his fantasy booking of a grado Drew rematch. But the one thing missing for me, is should I had Greedo challenge Drew to an Iron Man match and say... <laughs> You said I could only go for 20 minutes. We're gone for an hour. <laughs> there you go. Grado would never challenge anyone for <laughs> an Iron Man match. Do you really want to see one.
2: Grado in the ring for an hour? Like, I remember seeing him at the square goal in ICW last time, and like, he was having a nap after five minutes, the poor but guy. So.
3: They could have called it an Iron Brew match as well, instead of an Iron hey, Man match, hey, hey, would have been
0: um, So, yeah, let's talk, get into Survivor Season. Um, you mentioned it there at the start, Alex. What did you make of the event, Mr. Alex?
2: I quite enjoyed it. They managed to maintain that similar WWE kind of condensed pay-per-view they've been managing to do recently, apart from the Undertaker stuff that they've managed to put onto the end. Quite enjoyed most of that, although I feel the, the legend section was mildly pointless because... What was the point in that? What was the fucking point? I mean, they brought
0: them all out. Oh, here's Undertaker's part. The fucking Godwins... Like, come out of fucking nowhere. Um, apparently, they, there's there's some sort of... What is it? Um, some sort of street club that they I all play dominoes.
2: I thought the human eye was going to take her a little bit with that.
0: Like, I fucking... I mean, how fucking Undertaker is that? The, the boys backstage playing fucking dominoes. It's like you you used to that with your grandpa back in the day. Do you know what I mean? You just see the Undertaker going, Chap, I'm chapping here, boys. I'm chapping here <laughs> to JPL and the Godwins. Jesus. So I Undertaker playing dominoes, and that was all his was coming out. And then it cut to an advert, and they were gone. And then fucking Vince is there, catching the COVID.
2: At least Vince made more sense than he did at the Triple H celebration a couple of months ago this time. He, he,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, I loved sense. that segment. I thought it was absolutely brilliant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, my my favourite kind of non-wrestling part of that show was when Sami Zayn pointed out to everyone why the IC title is better than the United States title. Because Bobby is only the champion of a country, while Sami is the champion of two continents. <laughs> so, like, And technically, by that logic, the NXT North American title is more prestigious than the US title. As
0: well, yeah. ah, very valid point, very valid point, but yeah, I uh, Vince. Oh, Jesus, I, we were, I was we were talking about it. we had a Patreon pay per view party last night to watch Survivor Seas. Thanks for everyone for joining that. Um, uh, Bronze Shell was on there as per uh, we had Pablo on there, we had Robert Rochelle and his wife, uh, stroke girlfriend. I wasn't too sure if it's wife girlfriend, uh, so yeah, we, we, we were talking about Vince and my word, he said, I don't think I, like he's had a lot of work done, hasn't he? His face did not move is it like his cheeks his forehead I'm like oh wow! as I have to say he's no looking great <laughs> He's no yeah I wouldn't fancy him going back into the ring at any time still recovering from
2: the election result a couple of weeks ago now that
0: is his good friend is soon to be
3: leaving office so ah oh, that's maybe that's maybe it but yeah no Survivor Series as a whole what do you make of it Gary I really liked it. For me, three absolutely incredible matches that I think are definitely worth going back to rewatch. And I, I think it was one of those pay per views where, you know, it was it wasn't as short as the pay per views we've had in recent months. But as one of the big four, you know, whether you agree with that or, or not, I've said before that I don't personally think Survival Series is as important as Money in the Bank these days, but. You know, it still counted as one of the big four. I thought for the for the pay-per-view it was, it was really good. Um, you know, the three matches, as I said, were all brilliant. The other ones were kind of necessary, even if they weren't the, the greatest matches ever. And then the Undertaker segment. There's a few things I could nitpick. We've already said about the legends that were there in a kind of pointless segment. Um, and, and the 8-bit music was a bit bizarre as well before his actual entrance. Uh, that was I thought,
2: strange. That was very I thought strange. It was,
3: thought it was a technical difficulty at first, but I'm not sure it was. I wish they'd just played the wee instrumental thing that they had in the last ride when he was laying his hat down. Um, but I think, apart from that, you know, the farewell was brilliant. It hooked me in with the Paul Benner uh, part. And for oh, me, looking Jedi, back... The Jedi hologram after
2: did <laughs> the Jedi lightning beforehand. So they got the sorrows. I completely...
3: I wasn't sold on the full thing and I was like, well, if it's what The Undertaker wants and if we're finally getting a farewell, my most important thing for me was I was like, don't have The Fiend attack him, whatever you do, don't have anybody attack him. 30 years of watching wrestling for me, I'm like, something's going to happen. I just hope it doesn't. Let The Undertaker actually retire. We've had that one full cafe breaking week that we had. Just let him, let him ride off into the sunset. And I think looking back, it was brilliant. If you count just that segment and the three brilliant matches, I'm happy with the pay-per-view. I was happy to have stayed up and watched it.
0: I, I, I thought it was a bit meh. I thought, like, I mean, sorry bring it down, but yeah. it, was like, it was just like that Undertaker bit could have been cut down to 10 minutes and still done the right job. Um, Lana won that. How
2: can you be angry that Lana won the female? It was the sole survivor of the I know. Female. I I was good. Like, that was good. Look
0: at, did, Gary, you called that? Did you call that last? I
3: yeah, it was. I called it on uh, Twitter as well on Saturday, and everybody was calling me a dafty and idiot and all this. Going, it's not what you need because she's going to get her big comeuppance when we have the tables match at TLC, and I'm like, well, that's obviously going to happen as well, but she's definitely going to be the sole survivor. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all right. It was all right. I mean, uh, I was I was surprised
3: that Raw went over SmackDown so heavily. No, yeah. you knew that was going to happen. The SmackDown's been absolutely pummeling Raw in the ratings. That's WWE's way of gone. See, you, you need to be watching Raw, guys, because Raw's better than SmackDown. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true.
0: Um, obviously, uh, you know it was weird, but the Seth Rollins bit was weird as well. With that, just that was just a bit strange. I don't understand
2: how that's now written him off TV
0: as well. I'd, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. New Day Street Profits again. I was looking, it was a good match, it was a good match, but I think my expectations were probably too high for it. I expected to be a match of the year contender. It wasn't. Lashley, Sami Zayn was what it was.
3: Oscar yeah, the highlight!
2: If that... that was Sammy's declaration about the championship, yeah, really wasn't...
3: no, I, I I didn't like the match. I didn't think it was great, but the bit where he deliberately tripped himself up that, on that MVP, was brilliant. That was great. <laughs> that was,
2: that was, it, that was, was brilliant. the way Hurt Business played that so face like they Aye. were so face in that match. I don't I don't know where those guys. Stand. I, I
0: don't know what they're doing with them in terms of their booking. Oscar Sasha, I mean, brilliant, obviously really good, but then we've seen it so many times before. I'm sounding like a write-downer here.
2: The main event of Drew versus Roman was really good. And aye, yeah. personally, I'm really excited for when those two get the chance to have that feud eventually, which I can imagine they'll maybe build to like next WrestleMania next year or something like that. But they'll do yeah. that as a big money feud at some point. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. And did you start... know Drew broke his sword on his way in as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, I <Aye. aye>. yeah. <laughs> put it <laughs> Bell- <the> down <laughs> They broke Vince's sword. <laughs> it's <was> Vince McMahon's <laughs> one that uh, Triple H and Stephanie brought him back for Scotland. Now, so, did you hear?
0: <laughs> my, was am I? Was I hearing things? Because we're doing the Patreon pay per view party. Did Michael Cole say it was his grandfather's sword or some shit like
4: yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, it's now, meant to be. On.
0: Right, Drew's grandfather, right? So Drew is about 30-odd, right? So let's just say his granddad.
2: <laughs> about... He could have been in World War Two, and maybe he Whoa! was one of
0: those that carried a <laughs> sword. I mean, is, is, is there a man in, the say, the 60s kicking about Ayrshire while fucking claim war? <laughs>
1: Probably. There's potentially, yeah. there's, there's potentially there's
0: one kicking about in Ayrshire in 2020, to be fair. Um, but I was just like, what? What are you talking about? I was also, I was intrigued, I've, I've now, I'm totally on the hunt to find out what Tartan um, Drew's wearing. Here's, there you go, Gary, Here's your next big scoop. Truly,
2: it's it?
3: got to be McIntyre Tartan, sure. I, I, it's not Galloway tartan. Ga- I was going to say Galloway not, would have been my first guess. but it's not nah. I, che- I
0: checked I checked Galloway,
3: but it's not. Um, I thought it actually looked like it, and I know it isn't it because it's not got the red stripe through it, but I thought it looked like the old Rangers tartan before oh, they changed oh. up, but it's definitely not. It's, definitely it's not, not,
2: not. The Rangers it's, tartan. Is uh, there a McMahon tartan? Oh, well, no, that's no,
3: not. not. It's no. similar to the one that he wore when he first debuted in WWE and he had that because uh, there's that beautiful side-by-side photo that's got him looking obviously not really skinny because he's still built like a tank but in comparison to what he's like now looking really skinny really baby faced wearing a very similar kilt and then the Photo now where it just looks like a completely different beast altogether. Yeah, um, but I don't know what the actual tartan right. is, that would be interesting to find it. There's your job
0: for next week, Gary. Get on that. Let's find Writing out what tartan, what tartan <laughs> uh, Drew's wearing. Uh, it's one of the listeners suggested, it could be wrestling Galloway, Um, the tartan, that Drew's wearing. but um, we shall find out. Hopefully, Gary will find out. Um, uh, do you know, what? I didn't check the McIntyre and um, I wonder if it is. Anyway, we'll find out. Gary will get on the case for that. So yeah, that was Survivor says. A bit more for me. You guys are a bit more positive about it. But you know,
3: on to Wait till we get to the the putovers and berries, and then I'll uh, get on your level, John. Sorry. All right. Okay. McIntyre
2: that... <laughs> Tartan, by the way, it's not McIntyre Tartan. It's all oh, right,
0: it's not Macintosh. Right, we'll find out what is. Uh, yeah, talking about buddies and putters, we'll be obviously doing the usual bunnies and putters from the TV shows. And it sounds like Raw was another cracker, Gary, what was it? Um, no, right, probably. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> So we'll get into the buddies and putovers uh, on the show. We're going to be again on the wrestling daft rad head, head, daft, the wrestling daft Ra, uh, the wrestling daft raft, and heading to Fantasy Book Island to find out who bought prestige. To the twenty four seven title, um, it's not been very tight. I'll reveal the results a bit later on, um, and we'll be back playing our quiz. Reluctantly, I have to say, WrestleMind the Buzz Knocks, and we'll have to discuss what I am now calling the Wrestling Daft Stroke. Producer John Screwjob.
3: It was the twentieth anniversary of the the Montreal <laughs> Screwjob, so it was a fitting <laughs> tribute. But we well, be- for the integrity of the quiz. A decision has been
0: made. We will get to that that when we get to the quiz. All will be revealed. Uh, But first, let's cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, hand me the mic because it's been doing my tits for some time now. And I'm going to be honest with you. Natalia and her fucking cat ears, right now. I know you guys. I am I am shouting at the wrong crowd here because both of you are cat owners, right? And I know Natalia's got her own Instagram account for her fucking cat, right? Which again, don't get me started on that shit. People that have in- Facebooks for their dogs and Instagrams for their cats get them in the fucking bin, right? But let what is it? That's yeah, in
4: Get too. <laughs>
0: Guess what age Natalia is. I was surprised, I was shocked last night when I found out Natalia's
2: age. What age is Natalia Alex? Oh, I, I don't want to guess. On I guess in women's age, man. I, I mean, I know that <laughs> she definitely won't listen to this, but just on the 0.01 percent chance she will, I refuse. You're
0: refusing to do it, and Gary's going to refuse to do it as well because well, he might get there. I'll,
3: I'll take a punt. Uh, I think she's going to be somewhere around. 38 37 38. oh you've nailed it you've absolutely Fine. nailed it right okay i thought she was a bit
0: older than that i'll be honest with you because she's been around for so long i was like when you think we were talking last night in the, the stream as well It's natalia must be up there probably jeff hardy but then jeff hardy went away and came back as one of. The, in fact i think she must be the longest reigning on the on the roster truth or Kofi Kingston, maybe? Ah, ah yeah, you're right. Maybe one of the two. Longest, longest woman anyway, though. Or, r- no, Randy Orton. Oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> well, well, that was a total <laughs> shit. Anyway, let's get back to the matter in hand. She's 38 years old and just wearing fucking cat ears. Like, to the right. And it's just not even part of a gimmick or anything, you know. I it's would argue like it
2: she... now is part of her gimmick.
0: No, but it's not like she's Natalia the cat, heart, or anything like that. She's just wearing cat ears, and it just looks stupid. It just, like, I don't know why. I just, I mean, she's wearing them because she likes cats. I get that, I get that. But, I mean, why? It just looks silly. Am I wrong here? Am I,
3: am I... Uh, yeah, In a world where uh, politician Glenn Jacobs wore a, a mask and uh,
0: vest
3: <laughs> his brother and not even meet the guy.
0: <laughs> right, okay, but it's, it's a valid point.
3: It's a, it is a
0: valid point. But anyway, I, I'd just like to say, please, Natalia, if you are listening, I'm, I'm really sorry that I thought you were older than you were for a start. But you, you, do, you, you don't need the cat ears, man. You don't need the cat ears. Just in the bin, in the bin. Gary, you're a massive football fan, big Liverpool fan, aren't you? Yep,
2: indeed, indeed. Uh, Alex, you got an English team? I kind of am following Leeds at the moment because oh, I got leads. motivated by Dirty. the Amazon documentary, and now me and my flatmate just
3: occasionally chant Leeds at each other. Dirty so, Leeds. Leads! Dirty Leeds. I've got a soft spot. But for them, because of that time, they made it to the European... Uh, I think it was UEFA Cup semi-finals and I shaved their heads because they're like, we're number one, so we're getting number one haircuts. Aye, 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 no. But listen,
0: whether you know you support Leeds like Alex or Liverpool like Gary, and the easiest way to watch all the English Premier League action this season is with Express VPN. ExpressVPN. Um, basically, Express e- VPN will let you see the English Premier League the cheapest way possible by getting a subscription. Um, to ExpressVPN. So instead of paying for like just expensive cable package or your satellite, uh, you can basically watch all the EPL games and full replay plays for less than four pounds a month on Peacock Premium. And you can only get that by using ExpressVPN. Basically, it, it's only accessible Peacock Premium from the States. So if you get ExpressVPN, you change your uh, online location to States, you can access that content and you can watch about a 380 um games on using ExpressVPN and using um, Peacock Premium plus you get was obviously all the the
2: big American shows as well do you not with
0: Peacock yep yep yep. you get Saturday Night Live American Ninja Warrior you get to see Jim
2: Carrey dressed up as Joe Biden it's quite excellent
0: Yeah, so you get all that, and you also get, like, they've got originals on there, like, something called Brave New World, which is apparently really kicking off, and I'm sure will be one of these things once it hits the UK shores. I'm like, oh, have you seen the Brave New World? Um, So, yeah, you can get all that by just firing up uh, ExpressVPN, connecting to the United States, and subscribing to Peacock Premium. And like you say, £4 a month to get all the EPL as opposed to paying for any of the expensive satellite packages. Absolutely. And you know what the best bit is? We have got a deal here on Wrestling Daft. So all you need to do is head to expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free. So that's on a one-year package. So sign up for a one-year package. We'll give you three months for free. And like you say, you're going to get all those English Premiership uh, games for four quids a month. Uh, So, Get on it now, expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling and get three months free if you sign up for a year, courtesy of your friends here at Wrestling Daft. So it's that time of the show when we look back at the big wrestling shows. And what am I going to say, boys? It's one of those funny weeks. <laughs> it's one of those funny weeks, you know, because we've already talked about Survivor Series and then we're going to go back in time and we're going to talk about it like it was in the past. Um, so, you We need talk- to come up with
2: a word for that. I know we do need to... I know to- we can add it into like the Wikipedia section of wrestling terminology, and that right. can be your legacy to wrestling. Right.
0: Okay. You know who's good with words, Gary. Gary, you can think of the word for, ah, next for that. Okay. That's uh, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Are you right? So this is your mission for next. Year. You've got to find out what tar- <laughs> what Tartan Drew wears, and also you've got to create a word for this when we have this part of the show oh anyway I'm talking shite Um, just
3: call it call it Restlospection or something like Retrospect Restlospect well Right, we'll work on that, guy. I'll keep working on it, I
0: (laughs) So it's that part of the show. We go back and we check out all the big shows from across the week. Alex does uh, Dynamite. I do NXT. Gary, with much rock, (laughs) at the moment, does Raw. And we always bring on a guest, Mark, to do SmackDown for us. And this week, it's Mr. Stevie McCarthy. How you doing, Stevie? Not bad,
4: mate. Not bad. Looking forward to it.
0: Hi, thanks for jumping on. Um we always like to check out our guest marks, wrestling credentials. Do you have any, sir? Um get grado
4: on a drunken night out. Well, I used to believe it or not, I used to take my steps on or in the country, so i be in Newcastle and and use him as an excuse, basically. To ah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So I I kinda got I, I don't know, I kinda got an offer. I love it. Fantastic. I love it.
0: Uh, excited the the news just broke the ICW's back. Um on the WWE Network from a Saturday
4: bro. I've never actually been there. I'd love to go to an ICW show I've Never. Been not
0: be to an ICW show? Nah right, Stevie, you can come with us We're We're ha- Once all this fucking dumpster fire of a year ends And the show's starting again You come with us mate We'll Aye. have a the ICW We'll get pissed We'll get mad dog We'll get mad with it And we'll shout abuse at the wrestlers Started,
4: sounds brilliant
0: Brilliant, brilliant That's all sorted. So you're going to do Smackdown for us Stevie uh, But let's f- kick off first of all with Wednesday night and AEW Dynamite with Big Alex.
2: It was party time over in Dynamite. A load of long-term storytelling was paid off. MJF and Dem Boys went to Vegas and had some crazy shenanigans with Swoggle and Elvis, which was a bit Oh of my a god. Strange bedfellows, for lack of a better term. And big old Will Hobbs has been hanging out with Big Swole backstage way too much as he decided to go fool Alexander, fool Cedric Alexander and do the heel turn, which is going to segue maybe nicely onto my first put over of the evening, afternoon, day, whatever it is, which is they have finally explained why Will Hobb always turns up late with a chair, because he was never actually trying to save them, he was just pretending that he was a face for the big reveal. Ah. Every- he, he never
4: actually hurt anybody when he ran and- No, did he?
2: He was always late, like I think it was a couple of weeks ago, it was like he ran in for the last maybe 10 seconds of the segment once Taz and all that had cleared off, so I'm glad that's a little nit that they've paid off, which I really liked, so good on you AEW there. First, on to the berries, I've got two, one, one quite serious, one not so serious, berry one is I have to bury myself because I reminded AEW that Chris Jericho and Jake Hager are apparently a tag team and now that's going to be a thing again, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not your to the- fault. I do apologise to the wrestling world for that. I'm going to keep any future observations like that to myself. But moving on to the real Barry, we have to go back to the well. Jim. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> boss. Oh, no, it's so obvious. Fucking boss. So a couple of weeks ago, I brought up that I'm all for them with their new AEW Heels community. I think it makes sense and it's a good it's a good move. But they're selling it in the wrong way by using JR and Tony Schiavone. And JR just pushed it really over the top this week by using the line, are they having a bake sale? Oh, no, he did not yep. did he? He did. It just never ends, man. It just never ends. It's, it's as if no one is telling him that what he's saying is wrong. And I'm not sure if he tried to defend himself on Twitter like he did last time, but it's just, just getting out of hand.
0: Oh, that's not good. That is not good.
4: Least it needs to hang up, I think.
0: Yeah. It's time. It is time. It is time. You must have
2: a final over for us though, Alex. I do, because they put, again, long-term storytelling has come to fruition because we had the return of Triangular de la Muerte, or Death Triangle. As <laughs> he loves it. In English. And obviously they've just created Eddie Kingston's family so they can do the 3v3 feud of Death Triangle versus Kingston's family, which makes sense. It was great. I'm all for it. And match of the night was obviously the Young Bucks versus Top Flight, who Gary mentioned earlier have recently been signed to AEW, and right, rightfully so. And the Bucks have done what they did for Private Party and legitimized them in one match.
0: Well, I we didn't mention it earlier. Cause this is uh, of... in the future. Just Behind the curtain folks have already recorded the news section of the show. <laughs> so you will find out that news in the future. Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
2: I've ruined the news for everyone. <laughs> Listen,
0: man, you've learned the total K fave of wrestling. I'm here, Alex, for God's sake. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to NXT then, shall we? Um lot to take in, in this show. There was a lot of moving parts and a lot going on. Um let's start off with the, the first body, however, and let's just go back to our, our fashion. We've not talked about fashion on the show yet. Um and let's, let's... have you mentioned Natalia's cat ears. Well cat ears, ah, <laughs> yeah, ah, that's yeah. Right. But um I, I want to I want to first of all point out Timothy Thatcher's Harrington jacket, and I'm, I'm burying that because it reminds me that I've lost mine somewhere. I can't
3: find it anywhere. <laughs> I was going to say you can't even bury Harrington jackets.
0: I, <laughs> oh, I know, I know Har- Harrington jackets. I've lost, <laughs> them. I can't find mine. I don't know where it's gone to. And every time I see Timothy Thatcher, I go, I fucking love a Harrington jacket. Where's mine going? I can't find it. So I'm burying the, Timothy Thatcher's jacket on that basis. But on the, the what we're talking about, fashion what is Champa wearing? Those camouflage shorts coming to the ring with like short camouflage shorts. Not a good look. Not a good look. And I'll put it on Champa. What are they doing with, with Champa? It's like, you know, they've done everything they can with him. You know, and there's only so far, I was, we're discussing this on the Patreon pay-per-view party last night. It's like, once a heel's kind of done it all and run over someone and got the title and then lost the title, what do you do with them? Where can they go? It just seems to be floating. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. I think Timothy Thatcher versus Champa is going to be goods, and that's going to be a proper good, big, kick-ass match. But I mean, it's like, where does he go? Is he a heel? Is he a tweener? Is he a fate? I just. Champa
2: known with Champa for a while because they're not like when he first came back. Was it not kind of in the news that? they didn't actually have anything for him. And it feels like they haven't had anything for him.
4: Ever since Kevin
3: Cross beat him, he's just kind of faded away. Yeah. I'm guilty of saying this. I I think I'm guilty of saying this with a lot of people on NXT. I think they've freshened up Gargano really well, despite me saying that he was gone stale. And Adam Cole, you know, they've kind of done that enough with that for me to be interested. But Champa's is the one that I'm like, Kind of either had to go for a wee short run on Raw Smackdown while we didn't have the full, sh- and we might not even have a full, you know, schedule again, which is why he didn't want to go. Uh, but he either needs to go to Raw Smackdown for me or they need to do something completely different with his character because I feel like it is just getting stale. We're still yeah. getting amazing matches, but everything outside the matches for me, it's like ah, uh, don't really need that. It.
0: No, I did, he's kind of floundering down there. I mean, why not? Why not? You know, if he wants to be NXT and all that sort of stuff, put him up. For like like six months or something like that, or just Aye. to get and then drop them back in, you know, and, and then start again with them. But uh, yeah, oh, no. I would just have them burying all
4: the perverts
1: like
0: Velveteen Dream and <laughs> just bury them all. <laughs> well, funny enough, Velveteen Dream's not been on telly for a wee while, so I wonder what's going on there. Um, mm. let's go to uh, first of the putovers, uh, war pigs. But, Sabbath, <laughs> uh, Shotzi building aye. a tank. It is one of the the better pros I've seen from WWE. Well, I was excited when the I, I love War Pigs as, as I saw anyway. And then Shotzi I, I just love licensed like the A team, amazing.
3: Anytime we get licensed music in wrestling, I'm like, oof, there we go. That's it, <laughs> big WWE and AEW. Whenever day. I'm like, oh no, that song. There we go, sorted. They're <laughs> committed to the storyline, doesn't it? Aye, yeah, aye. Absolutely. If they have paid for the song, then
0: however we we did miss I. I believe it happened after the taping, but we didn't hear William Regal utter the words, WAR GAMES! <laughs> which was a bit disappointing. Which was a bit disappointing. So Was that uh, not the
2: cliffhanger of the whole episode? Was that what it was
3: building to?
0: Yeah, but they aye. didn't show it on telly. They didn't show it on the telly.
3: They'd they done a thing on TikTok, I think it was, and I can't believe I'm bringing this up. I did not see it on TikTok cause I don't use TikTok. Aye, Gary, aye, aye.
0: <laughs> You're on TikTok every night <laughs> you doing your dances. The- I'll, I'll-
3: I watched the Undertaker's one. That's the one thing I'll say. But I, I hate TikTok. But uh, they showed one that I can't even remember. But it's some viral quote but it had William Regal building up to say "War Games" and then yeah, it's something. ah uh, it's it's something. I can't remember the exact quote because uh, I'm no young. Uh, but it was about um, you'll never see two pretty best friends together or something like that. But it leans in to say "War Games," and then turns up and say, turns his nose up and says that, which is brilliant. But aye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, apparently the war games thing is now going to just be a meme and he never actually says it.
0: oh uh, well, hopefully it will happen on Wednesday. That's what we want to see him. A couple of bits of dialogue I want to put over. I want to first of all put over Cameron Grimes for uh, stating the obvious when he was doing a blindfold match with Dexter Loomis. uh he stated to the three, "If I put this on, I can't see." <laughs> which on <which I>, <laughs> a blindfold match, I thought it was just. I just at Cameron Grimes. I'm just loving Cameron Grimes at the moment. So I'm on a total Cameron Grimes high at the moment. Thinking about buying his T-shirt because. To the moon, love it, love it. So, and uh, also, I loved Pat Rice coming. Pat Rice, that's it. That's that's (laughs) the Arsenal Arsenal assistant manager coming to ring. Um, And um, uh, Pat McAfee uh, just coming and declaring everyone dead. It just reminded me of the untouchable scene with Al Capone and Robert De Niro going, "I want his family dead. I want him dead. I wanted, you know, I just loved um, the fact that he was clearing everyone dead and Pat McAfee as ever on fire, on fire, and Big Buddy in talking about that. However, is we had an absolute outstanding match. In fact, this match of the night uh, in Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai for the headline, but it was really for me disrupted. By the ongoing storyline, Finn Balor arriving at the arena, and then it was really cheapened by the fact that they would ran the segment with Undisputed Era coming back with Finn Balor and you know Pat McAfee's squad coming to the ring, because you, you you want that need to end the show for me. That you know it seems to be that that potential could have been Rhea Ripley's last uh, match Aye. in NXT, from what you kind of looking at. But that was all kind of cheapened by the fact that, you know, we had cutaways, picture-in-picture uh, picture, bits of Finn Balor arriving with commercial breaks going on. And then, obviously, the the, the whole uh, McAfee squad arriving at the end as well. And it just kind of cheapened the whole thing. And I thought they could have easily have done that segment somewhere else in the show rather than leaving it to the end and letting uh, the spotlight fall on, on Ripley and EO. But... Um, that that was by far match of the night for me. But some really interesting matches on there. I am surprised that Ruiz, um, you know, they've been kind of building him, and then he came in and they put him up against Kushida, and they can't, you know, Kushida's on a row at the moment, and they can't have him
3: lose, so, you know, Andrew has got injured in that match, so he's not going to be seen for a wee while again uh, as well. Uh, and the fact he was a raw superstar, uh just drafted to Raw and then he's just been moved back for no reason. bill well, yeah. we, we know the reasons because Raw Underground's done the pan, but for no reason uh,
0: Like what we're doing with Rough Cano as well, that you know, and um, priest, I think that's a really interesting dynamic. Obviously, building the bloody war games with the you know all the, the female tag stuff going on. But no, I, I think there was a lot to take in the show and you know it's a I'm looking forward to War Games. And, um, yeah, NXT's starting to get, go back up the hill now. So, happy with that. And let's move on to Friday Night and SmackDown. It was the go-home show ahead of Survivor CDs.
4: Okay, okay. Well, I'm wearing a represent SmackDown with the blue on. Well done, so Stevie. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, first, it's a kind of bit of slash put over. Biggie. Big e, but I love Big E. But, He's just he's not getting a push. He's not getting he's not getting any matches or or anything a note, And then he, he pops up with that sombrero and it just it popped me a wee bit. I just thought brilliant when he popped up under for the Undertaker thing. <laughs> I thought that's that's brilliant. But I I think Biggie he should have been in Survivor Series for me. Because it like introduced New Day and then it was never seen again. That was a I weird think the one, point was it?
2: that SmackDown were to get crushed to forward the Jey Uso storyline and they wanted to keep Biggie away from that.
0: Would be yeah, that's point. a good shout actually. But yeah, it was I, I compared to the, the New Day, I was really weird. Obviously, it was just there to promote the fucking game that they're in, and then <laughs> just like because I thought maybe there'll be some sort of thing with Big being involved and, you know, m- maybe even helping the Street Profits or something like that, because he's obviously Austin, passing, or, or doing something like that. But then he was just nowhere to be seen when it cut back from the
4: break. He was just gone. <laughs> exactly. And that was him. But he's brilliant. He deserves he deserves a big push, I think. WrestleMania next year, definitely. Uh, another kind of minor bit was is Tamina. Just doesn't even get an entrance. <laughs> just appears. Hello. And then two minutes, Natalia gets... Do you know what I mean? Qualifies for a pointless pay per view. Can,
0: really. can, can I just uh, ahead of this month's dafties, by the way, I bag say worst match of the, of, the, <laughs> of, of the month is Tamina versus Natalia.
4: Um, I'm <laughs> in that one for worst match of the year. Uh, oh, month. it was terrible, it was terrible. Um, so my main put over it has got to be Roman Reigns basically just turning into uh Austin Powers and saying true, hello Drew, not number two, and no, all that, just basically <laughs> on number two. So it was uh was brilliant and just sat and he's the head of the table kind of thing I thought that was genius but we, all, we love Big Drew it's good to see him on other shows I'd, I'd have, have him on NXT AEW the follow up but, <laughs> um, and my match of the night it's got to be the Daniel Bryan J so I thought that was a really good match and Daniel Bryan got with well J also got waited well, well, deserved and aye I thought it was a really good it was a roll up pin right enough but
2: I think everyone was expecting Brian to win that because it was Brian's first match back for a while. There was the spot left on the SmackDown team and everyone just assumed that that was for Brian. But I right. I mean, they sacrificed the other nine wrestlers in the match for the Roman Reigns storyline, but...
4: yeah, uh, I think Daniel Bryan's going to push people on. I think, like like said, so I know Drew Galax run, run about with the gobbledygooker and that thing now, but I think he's going to push a lot of guys on to bigger and better things, so...
0: Yeah, right. I, I mean, I think yeah, I think the the looks like it's building towards Brian versus in Reigns. Um, I, I, I'm guessing that might go to TLC, TLC potentially, is or maybe maybe it's too early for the T a match TLC. But yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, I'd I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Brian versus a heel Reigns. Because I think but, we've, had, we've had it the other way, haven't we, when we'd be Brian's heel and Reigns. We've had it the other way. we had it the other way. But no, I'd probably see that. i buy into that, absolutely.
3: Con- um, considering how good the... Well, if you think back to McIntyre v Reigns at WrestleMania last year, how different that was with the dynamics being switched there, where Reigns being a heel this time and Drew being the face was brilliant. That's so, yeah. Very true. Um, so, yeah, thanks
0: for that. That's uh, SmackDown for this week. Let's move on to Raw with Gary.
3: So my, my first put-over and my first barrier are both very simple things that are going to go hand-in-hand. Hand. The first put-over is things that make sense. I love it when wrestling makes sense. I think we day. Uh The fact that Raw started with all five members of the Survivor Series team that took the clean sweep, uh, all kind of saying that they should be next in line for a WWE Championship opportunity and Adam Pearce telling them to explain why. Uh, and then we ended up getting a tournament as well, which had... Every single member of that match, apart from Braun Strowman, who head-butted Adam Pearce and (laughs) kind of lost his uh, right to the match that way, all of them being in a a tournament, alongside Bobby Lashley, who obviously was the United States champion that was victorious at Survivor Series, and Randy Orton, who's the most recent champion, and, you know, should obviously get to have a chance as well. So everything made sense about that. We got three matches, all led to... A, a triple threat match that's going to take place next week. That all makes sense. It's all absolutely brilliant. I love when wrestling makes sense. There's nothing better. Uh, and my belly is when wrestling doesn't make sense because Retribution just bet off five of the men last week uh, and we're new on the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so does that mean that Retribution technically won Survivor Series? And T-Bar should be the the WWE champion. I that's definitely. Uh, uh, I <laughs> uh, noticed that um, your man is
4: going to he get headbutted the the bruise
3: <laughs> and then the bruise was up there. <laughs> Aye, it definitely got uh, a Strowman Roman placed his hand on uh, Adam Pierce's forehead and head butted his hand. You know, and Adam Adam Pearce's bruises are <laughs> way up here. <laughs> uh, and the one other thing, I'm not going to put it as a bit, but it needs to be mentioned because it's been oiled then on the I love it when there's, you know, a, a botch in what somebody says, because I've said a lot of them, you know, I've I've made an arse of myself when talking many times. Adam Pierce called Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Drew McIntyre by <laughs> accident. Uh, I, do I don't You're know. I don't know how I and I, at first I was like, no, the internet's took this the wrong way. He's definitely said like Drew McIntyre by accident when talking about like something else, but everybody's acknowledged that The Rob's daughter (laughs) tweeted about it. He even tweeted about it and he tweeted a bump card and stuff. It was pretty good. But the fact that he said that, I was just like, Oh well, that's that's pretty funny, but it's kind of it's going to be the kind of thing that's now going to live with Drew McIntyre for the next three three maybe, weeks. But uh, maybe
0: that maybe that's his name. Like maybe that's like being a thing that like all the <laughs> all the production staff call him, like he's just farting all away. You know, always oh,
3: like, oh, at the beans and the canteen. Aye, and always like, the...
0: always, <laughs> <just> putting, <laughs> always dropping it like now it's, and it's again. All and all like like oh, it's Drew McIntyre and he's oh. accidentally said it on air. Maybe that's the, maybe it, does it maybe it's it
3: is Drew McIntyre Aye uh other Barry, i mean there it was it was a it was a kind of messy show and the, the segments that I, there wasn't really a good segment in all honesty, <laughs> sounds bad but the first segment was a mess they they made a big kind of mess of the like the the new day v Hurt business match and they had to or they were definitely going to restart it but they made a mess of why it was restarted everything was just kind of messy so <laughs> i mean there's no much at, like i can't really put a name on that as a Barry apart for them being very slack in terms of how the show was produced. Uh, so I'm not really going to put another berry I'm just going to say that overall, the show wasn't very good and move on to the last put over. Um, last put over is just the fact that we go a lot of good wrestling because for me I don't really mind when the segments are only very good as long as the matches are good and vice versa I don't mind if the matches are only great as long as the actual other stuff is good as well we get a load of good matches I mean I'm never going to complain at Seamus v. Matt Riddle or Riddles he's called now
4: because it's th-
3: match. I, I didn't think they could do any better than the match we actually got a couple of weeks ago for them they somehow managed it Randy Orton v. AJ Styles being a match we get on TV I'm never going to complain it Hurt Business v. um V New Day. I'm always gonna think that's a great match, even if it is messy at the start and then we get the match restarted. Just tunnels are good matches. And even along uh, the thing I'm I'm leading to here, the thing that I, I thought was absolutely brilliant as part of the show. I, I'm annoyed we go to Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss on TV instead of building a pay-per-view, but the way they ended that match was absolutely fantastic. They had Alexa Bliss, you know, breakdown in the ring. I think anybody that's watched wrestling knew where it was going anyway but they had break in the ring kind of beg no, not really beg forgiveness but kind of seemed like she wanted to make up with Nikki Cross they hugged she has her sister Abigail and then her new way up doing the pinfall where she has the two gloves under her chin with a whatever it is play and pain uh, it was absolutely brilliant um, and match of the night is just going to have to be Riddle v Sheamus because it was absolutely incredible
2: so normality has returned Gary has put over either Alexa Bliss or McIntyre <laughs> everything's okay
3: um, well, Drew, Drew kind of got buried, even though he wasn't a part of the bury himself. <laughs> so I'm gonna say that that's enough different to uh, to let me just copy and paste my buries and put overs every week.
0: Poor old Drew mac and fart?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe, well, he has, he's maybe got IBS or something like that. it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. so all about uh, vegan diet, mate. They just they just can't. What's oh, Drew a, <laughs> a vegan.
3: Yeah, I'm, I like, sure. oh, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, he's not. Right, so <laughs> Gary, another John
2: thing to Allen. add to your list, John, if you could <laughs> discover <laughs> Drew's preference to meat as well, that would be fantastic.
0: Next, you'll be telling me he milks almonds. <laughs> you can't
2: milk almonds, John. This has been highlighted to us. We've discovered um, the way. It's all uh, a lie.
0: It's all a lie. You can't milk an almond, um, Stevie. Thank you very much. You're not an almond milker, are you?
4: No,
1: certainly not. No, that's fine. Believe I be <laughs> offensive in some circles, surely Straight for the ball.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Stevie. thanks for coming on and doing smackdown remember if you want to get buddies and putovers in for rab and Grado for the main show you can do that it's very easy to do so just head to our what do you call that our twitter yeah head to the twitter at wrestling daft on insta you can get us there at wrestling daft podcast or just plain old wrestling daft on the facebook
1: Welcome to
2: everyone's favorite rip-off wrestling quiz section, WrestleMind, The Knocks. Now, last week, for those listeners who haven't seen on Twitter, there was a little bit of controversy. Now, hashtag John, John and producer John Screwjob have been trending, and as such, some very, very compelling uh, evidence has been supplied to us from our good friend, Bronze which yes. the shows there was a... There was a mistake in the judging last week so
0: can can we just clarify right for going forward that waving your hands about gary cassidy does not constitute as a buzzer because we're doing a podcast and you have to hear so you need to shout out your name and yet i was screwed over last week but from a win because i had the answer and yet you said oh no gary's first gary what came first is what you said alex
3: for me, the main thing about this is uh, John seems to be coming across like Sami uh, Zayn did at Survivor Series. Uh, <laughs> the main point is in wrestling, we don't have VAR, so I think it should just be chalked up to a win anyway. These things happen. <laughs> no, absolutely the not. Has been made, gentlemen, and last week's final round has been thrown out,
2: and we're in fact going to continue. But the bad news is is that, obviously, because this is now a second week, we have to now up the ante with the punishment. So now it's got to be a full Undertaker attire that you do the impression in. So, <laughs> I feel like
0: he does in his cameo videos.
2: No, I want I want full wrestling attire. Not, I mean, I don't want you wearing a Don't Tread On Me shirt because are you sure you want to do that in public?
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> True, true, true. Right, okay, so yeah, I didn't do the punishment last week because I was
2: robbed is what I'm saying here. So let's go for it. Okay, so just to recap, the current the scores as they stood before the final round last week where John was on six and Gary was on seven. So we're going to maintain those scores going into this as this is now a continuation of last week. So here we go. Question number one, play yourself in. Which one of the following three female wrestlers plays, sorry, sings their own entrance music. Is it Sasha Banks, Naomi, or Bianca Belair? Now, because you're ahead, Gary, we'll let you start this one off. Naomi. Gary goes for Naomi. John?
0: Naomi's not good. Has she got any... Is that mad banging house music? I'm going to see Bianca
3: Belair. John, this is Bianca. I actually think this is a trick question, but I'll wait until...
2: every week you guys think this is a trick question I can't just do trick questions every week or else it's going to just completely destroy the quiz but I can reveal in fact that John you are very much incorrect and uh, Naomi does in fact sing her (gasps) own infant's
3: I I knew Naomi did it because uh, I seen it on a clip of a show I definitely don't watch called uh, Total Divas, but I actually thought Sasha (laughs) Banks done a wee tiny bit of vocals for hers as well, which is why I thought it was a trick. I think it's predominantly,
2: from what I read, it was all mainly CFO and it's the same with Bel Belair, they're just very good with female synthesised voices apparently. But Naomi does all the lyrics to her, so next time... Really
0: get... Naomi. I, I didn't think there was even any lyrics in Naomi's. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. It, it might so.
2: just be, can you feel the glow or something along those lines and shouted once at the beginning, but it still technically counts for this point. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, continue. Okay, so question this week, number two, why play yourself in when you can get someone famous to do it for you? So everyone's favourite big red machine is, of course, Kane. And his theme music, I'd argue, is one of the most iconic in all of wrestling. But which artist originally played the song before it was converted into Kane's theme? Is it 10 years, finger 11, or 12 stones? And can you see what I did with the answers there? I see
0: what
2: yes. you did, yeah. <laughs> None of you sounded impressed by that, thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> Alex wanted more than that. He's been working on these answers <laughs> and us <quite laughs> all weekend.
2: <laughs> just destroying my weekends now, John, and for that... You can go up first. Who do you think it was?
0: Uh, I'll go 10 years.
3: One answer for 10 years, Mr. Cassidy. Can I go for option four, Wednesday 13? Uh, No, (laughs) I'm going to go with the same answer. I think 10 years.
2: 10 years. I can reveal that you were both, in fact, incorrect. It was Finger Eleven, and the song is named Slow Chemical.
3: I, I remember hearing the name of the song, but no idea who it was.
2: So, Gary maintains his lead as we move into question number three. Shut your mouth and know your composers. <laughs> so, Ric Flair's entrance theme has got to be one of the most iconic of all time. Now, watch as I try and pronounce the name of the song. I've got it written down somewhere. It is, the name of the song is also Zbrak Zarathustra. So, please tell me how wrong that is on, on Twitter later on. So, your options today are Franz Liszt, Richard Wagner, or Richard Strauss.
3: Uh, I believe we're on to Gary now this time. So the game show watcher in me would think that because Franz Liszt is the the least known (laughs) that that he would be the person to go for. But for some reason, I just think it was one of the other two. I'm going to go for... I'll go for Franz least. I'm going to have done myself here with that logic, but I'm going to okay, go for that.
2: Gary backs himself into his own corner, Mr.
3: <laughs> Mister McAnally.
0: Obviously, it was the theme to 2001 Space Odyssey as well, and I think it was
2: Richard Strauss. You think it was Richard Strauss? Uh, did you know that uh, Kubrick was apparently a horrible director to work for if you were yeah. a musical composer, and he would just <laughs> use the stock score instead of all your work? So. <laughs> Sorry, stupid Kubrick fact on top of it. Uh, well, I can reveal that, John, you are, in fact, correct this time. Yes! In fact Mr. Richard Strauss. Do i
3: done myself there. That's what I was going to go for
2: before I went for least. Yep, so, Gary, you have backed yourself into a little bit of a corner there. But it's okay, because we're about to move on to everyone's favourite round. It is, of course, next lines. And technically, um, Gary, you are currently Oh, God! ...8 points over 7. So, I think I've got one more week of this before I have to change. I'm almost running out of songs. Um, so you get to pick. Would you like to go first or second for next night? I'll let John go first. Okay, John. So, as always, you have 30 seconds, uh, which I have not got a clock up. I've been very professional this week. I apologise. Um, so, as always, you have 30 seconds, and your time starts now. Oh, radio, tell me everything you know.
0: Oh, radio, I came not be on the radio. I don't know what that is.
2: <laughs> I'm calling that a fail, I'm afraid. Um, look in my eyes, what do you see? The cult of personality. Ding, ding. From far and wide and light years away. Far and uh, no, I No, no, Uh Your time is up, my time is now. You can't see me, my time is now.
0: Did we do our last yes one last week? My time is now. Can't see me time is can't see me my time is now. No, the one after that, the bit after that. You can't see me in time is now. It's a franchise, my time is now. I'm calling that one a
2: as well, I'm afraid, John. That was that, that that just that just wasn't great, I'm afraid. And your time's up with that one. So first of all, that's a score of one, I'm afraid. So you shouldn't be smiling after that, John. So first up, of course, we had Zack Ryder. So, oh radio, tell me everything you know. I like to sing with the radio. Like ah. real loud. Uh, we had, of course, CM Punk, Look In My Eyes, What Do You See, The Cult of Personality. This one, actually, I think a lot of people would have got stumped on, but this was Oscar. So it was, From Far and Wide and Light Years Away, Cast From the Shadows, Now Light My Way. Ah, yeah. And of course, what we were looking for for John Cena was, It's the Franchise, Boy, I'm Shining Now. You Can't See Me, The Time Is Now. Right. So one point. So Gary, you need zero here to, uh, to have to draw with John, essentially. So your time starts
3: now, catching flies in his mouth. Tasting fear. Oh, no. I can't think of it.
2: fail, I'm afraid. Oh. Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand
3: alone. Oh, shit! I know it's fucking Batista, but I don't know the next line. Pass. Okay. Uh,
2: no man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. Pass. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. 619. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> <laughs> or who is he who is that champ I see pass Okay, and your time
3: is up. Damn it, I was hoping to squeeze one in. <laughs> Unfortunately not.
2: So there we had Bray Wyatt catching flies in his mouth, tasting freedom while he dares. Oh,
3: I was thinking it was tasting fear or something, so that's why I made an answer. Okay. Number
2: two, I'm actually really disappointed you got this one wrong. It wasn't Batista. It was a certain oh, Graham Stevely. Fucking so was, uh, was Madonna,
1: so <laughs> Life
3: is a mystery. Everyone must stand
1: alone. Oh, my
3: God. I'm telling why did oh, I he think that was Batista? Name. I thought it was fucking I Walk Alone.
2: next <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alistair oh. Black. So it was No Man Is Ever Truly Good,
3: No Man Is Ever Truly Evil. I do the things you never could, and we won't ever be equal. I knew it was Alistair Black because it's the same as the vignette they showed you in the UK shows, but I had no idea what the actual lyrics were. <laughs> uh, of course, Rey Mysterio with Booyaka
2: Booyaka 619. I also would have expected would have accepted what you're gonna do when they come for you. And finally, was um, was Keith Lee from his original NXT one? So it's. Uh, I remember. Oh, Keith. who is he? Who is that champ? I see. Rhetorical question, but they all know the answer.
3: Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. That is. Why did they change his? I know they gave him, know. him a new one anyway, but that is brilliant. Lyrics wise as well. Big, uh, has,
0: got, has Keith Lee got. I've not watched on
3: sometimes. Keith Lee got a new theme yet. He uh, got it in Survivor Series. Oh, is it good? I'm annoyed they took the hook out of the start because I love that wee hook. Uh, but they've got, it's kind of, it just goes Keith Lee and then it's like kind mm. of slowish electronic beat and then one, aye, aye, You don't
0: get the old Keith Lee, which is my
2: favourite bit. Oh, well. Right, final round. What's the scores, Alex? It's currently eight all. So I've had to rejig the final round. So you now each get your own one and I'm going to time oh. both and whoever does it the quickest then wins right? Oh, here we go. So there's going to be no more of this nonsense, but annoyingly, because I was going to let the winner pick if they wanted A or B, annoyingly you're both tied on eight. So Gary, I'm going to have to ask you to bring out that goddamn coaster and flip. Oh no, I've not got the coaster, I've got a pin badge though. That'll do. So heads it'll be Gary, tails it'll be John. Tails. Tails, so that means that John is up first. I beat the clock challenge. Right, so let me just make sure. It's essentially, yep. Yeah. So share the computer sound. The computer sound is being shared. Are you ready?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my God! I don't know. Anything. I
0: don't uh, know. Uh, I've not got it.
3: I've not got can, it.
0: Can I steal a point? But, yeah,
2: Gary, uh, yeah, you can jump in all... for the steal no, here, mate. And that's not the rules. Yeah, well, and between... you've got to the end of the song, John. You brought it. You brought
3: the song. I'm between two that sound very similar, so I'm going to say it's Seth Rollins' latest song. Ding, 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 ding. Ah. <laughs> it was between that and Bailey, and then I heard the wee end, but I went, "That's definitely Rollins' new song." So
2: I think Gary's officially going to win. So I mean, we can just skip the last round, or Gary, you can do it yourself for shits and giggles if you want.
3: Well in the interest of fairness surely if I was to not get the answer to mine and John was to be able to oh, answer it then it would be a draw
2: that's true that's true so John if if Gary cannot guess or gets as incorrect you get a chance to steal for the draw here okay so mr. Casti are you ready I am indeed
3: Oh, got it. Got it. I got it. Who do you think is Braun.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I didn't know it at first. It took me a second. (laughs) It took you 16 seconds (laughs) (laughs) to be
0: exact. Oh, well done, Gary. Well
2: done. I tried to be good and keep them all from last night's Survivor series, but I thought telling you that beforehand would have been too obvious. So it's official. There can be no qualms. This week's winner is Mr. Gary Casty with 10 points and runner-up is Mr. John McAnally with 8 points. And as such, we can all look forward to John, fully dressed up as The Undertaker, giving us his best impression on social media.
0: Saying happy
3: birthday to people's grannies. (laughs) Get get the bin bags out and start cutting them up to make that costume.
2: (laughs) And we will be back for more rip-off quizzes next week.
0: It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. Um News, what is happening in the world of wrestling news at the moment, Gary? It seems the last few weeks it's been very quiet and nothing much exciting has been happening.
2: <laughs> nah. I, mean, I, I think well, Zelina Vega might disappear disagree.
0: Well, there was Selena Vega. We obviously got into that big style last weekend. You did a promo on it and everything, John. I know, I know. Uh, But yeah, there's not been any good juicy gossip, really. Um, But let's get cracked into what we have Um, and looks like Seth Rollins is going to be off TV for the foreseeable.
3: Aye, this is the kind of thing that, you know, most people with a calculator probably could figure this out anyway and anyone that has uh, knowledge of you know, biology. <laughs> um, <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to be taking a wee bit of time off. Um, it looks like it's going to be as a result of what happened at Survivor Series, as we discussed earlier. That brogue kick was uh, devastating enough to write him off TV for a, a few weeks so that he can spend time. Just
0: I, was
3: just like, <sighs> I like the way it was done. I just think there should have been something further, like his team maybe putting him through the table because they were unhappy with him, you know... Uh, sacrificing himself and letting them down. Maybe something like that. But maybe we'll get it on SmackDown. Maybe he has one last appearance left on him before he goes. Um, but yeah, he's definitely taking time away. Uh, so yeah, part of the, the SmackDown um, SmackDown match, uh, oh sorry, part of the SmackDown match, part of Team SmackDown for the Survivor Series 5-on-5 five five men's elimination tag team match. And there was a wee bit that happened before he done this, but almost at the very start of the match, doesn't really do much and then tags himself in falls to his knees Seamus hits him with a broke kick he's he's sacrificed himself for the greater good whatever that means a lot of stuff that had been said online about the fact that it was because they just didn't want to work with Matt Riddle uh, (laughs) because there's some some stuff that's went on there Uh, but Hazard? Oh I didn't know that uh, there have been rumours, and not even rumours, something did happen last year where Matt Riddle's wife said something about uh, WWE superstars, the women, not having bums um, and online and, and kind of deliberately putting a photo of Becky Lynch's bum, which was a bit, you know, distasteful. <laughs> More than a bit distasteful, very distasteful and very disrespectful. So a lot of people thought that there was fallout there between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Uh, to my knowledge... Uh, that's been overplayed heavily. Um, there's, there's not that much there. It's been played out on screen a wee bit, you know, for comedy effect. But Seth Rollins is, is definitely leaving. It's been reported by a lot of people. Um, Dave Meltzer reported on it, and Ringside News reported on it as well. It is something that, again, you know, you don't really need to look too far to know that he was obviously going to take a few weeks off around the birth of his child um, Becky Lynch I believe expecting sometime mid-December start to mid-December uh, but yeah so it looks like we'll not see Seth Rollins for a wee bit going yes. forward don't Just know when he'll be back really but...
2: good for his gimmick if his child was born on the 25th of December <laughs> Oh, man, that would be fantastic.
0: Vince is is like that. Now, don't put that in Vince's idea. Hold on, on, Becky. Hold on, Rebecca. Cross (laughs) your legs, Becky. Get away from the curries, Becky. (laughs) Uh, What a great idea that is. Um, uh, AEW have got some new signings after they impressed on Dynamite.
3: Yeah, yeah, top flight. And um, knew almost nothing about this team before last or well, two weeks ago. I think they were on AEW Dark before they were on Dynamite. Um, knew almost nothing about them. They're two very young guys, I believe. One's 20, one's 21, somewhere in that bracket. 19, 19, and <laughs> 19, 21. 19 21. Yeah, they, man, they were brilliant And wait, wait, wait a
2: second. So if we add both the ages together, how close is that to John's age? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs>
3: Not almost happy exactly, with that. Aye. <laughs> almost exactly. Not happy uh, with that, but yeah. So, um, Darius and Dante Martin they're called, they've uh, been teaming together since 2016. So, while they are young, I mean, they're not the least experienced people we've seen, uh, and that kind of played out in their match, um, on Dynamite. The, the beautiful part for me is Young Bucks retweeted it and just called them younger Bucks, and I was <laughs> like, oh, that's a brilliant, uh, like. If you're going to put over a, a team of young guys, that is the way to do it. Just two simple words, <laughs> like younger bucks, is brilliant. I but do yeah. love the way that their their influences
2: are now the young bucks and Motor City Machine Guns. Like yeah. that, that to me is beautiful. That they, we've got into the era that we're getting tag teams inspired by the guns and the bucks.
3: Oh Jesus! Well, that was I mean, when I done my interview with the Talking Shop guys, that was they were all saying Motor City Machine Guns have inspired a full new uh, era of tag teams, and I'm like. Damn, they actually have, and yeah, the I young think. bucks definitely have as well.
2: Did <laughs> you know about the TNA? What was it, Generation Me versus the Motor City Machine Guns? When Bucks, of course, had their first stint in TNA and their only stint in TNA, and
3: that yep. was, I think, that kind of, yeah, as you said, it created a division, it created a style, didn't it? Yep. So I, and I know that uh, they're they signing follows on for, I'm trying to remember the last one. I think the last one moved. Was- is Jade Cargill, which is, was only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, apparently there's a few more on the horizon. Um so we'll wait and see what happens there. But yeah, I know that uh, a few people that have been appearing on AEW Dark may very well be signing to some sort of contract. So Oh, uh, Gary's
0: got a scoop. <laughs> Gary's got a
3: scoop, scoop alert wrestling exclusive. Who is it, Gary? Who is it, Gary? Gary's sake, it's not been signed yet. But um, but the the one thing that I'll say is, Cody Rhodes actually spoke at a bit different contract, I know we're sick of talking about tiers, uh, but different contract tiers as well, that apparently there's, I think five, <laughs> there's either four or five, but apparently one of them is the one that um, Matt Cardona was on, but it's five appearances, and then it's kind of, you know, give or take in between that, and then they've got a, a tier, I think it's tier one, two, three, four, and then they joke that they've got a Jericho tier that is essentially just you get given the most money that anybody can be given. So I don't know what kind of tier they're signing these people to, but the one thing I'll say, the Jade Cargo one, sorry, the other one was Matt, Matt Siddle, Matt Seidel, yeah. um, Evan Bourne. Uh, that was the other recent signing. So yeah, they're definitely they're, they're signing a fair few people. Uh, I believe the ones that get the, the uh, as All Elite graphic are signed to higher than a tier one. I believe they're signed to, either multi-year deals or at least permanent exclusive deals in Tier 1 is just signed for a certain amount of dates. But, yep, Keep your eyes on the the AEW um, oh, AEW Twitter yeah. sites oh. and also on uh, on inside the ropes where I might actually report on one of them if I get enough verification.
2: <laughs> oh, all right. Anyone who's
3: watching the video
2: feed, John's very excited right now. He's. <laughs> I, I'm
3: not, I want to know who it is. we'll, we'll ask Gary off here who it is
0: because I'm desperate to find out. Yeah, because
2: then just just pay attention to producer Max Twitter for the next. <laughs> <It's> his first <laughs> ever wrestling <season. laughs> uh, Yes.
0: Yeah, so. Um, That'll be exciting. Um, IC Dub is back. IC Dub, Dub is back.
3: Yeah, that's that surprised me. This is one that close I, to well, home. I know nothing. Well, Gary,
0: it didn't surprise me, and I'll tell you for why. Because <laughs> I, a certain member of the podcast family here at Audio Frontier <laughs> uh, has been doing some work with ICW over the last wee while, and uh that, well, it not actually great though. It's Chris Toll who's been doing some. Work
3: oh, ICW. So there you go. Aye, but that's it's one of those ones that, you know, I can find out stuff in Florida, but I'll not tell you about what happens in Glasgow, because I've got no <laughs> clue, despite it being 10 minutes away. But ICW put up um, a nice wee trailer, I really liked it. A kind of drone shot of uh, of Glasgow, showed that like, Cineworld and all that stuff, and it was very um, very mysterious, and then at the end it just said, new episodes of Fight Club coming to ICW and also to the WWE Network. So that is exciting in itself because it means that there's going to be new stuff going on in the WWE network that is ICW related. We'll see a lot more of the the newer talents that are in ICW that maybe a lot of people haven't seen. And yeah, it's going to be every Saturday from November 28th. So that's what four days away this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Looks like aye. Looks like we're getting a lot of good content coming soon. So if you didn't have enough wrestling to watch, there's going to be more. ICW without fans is
2: going to be weird.
3: Very weird. I'm actually really excited to see it because I know that the fans do play a big part, but I think Glaswegian trash talk is going to be brilliant if it's caught <laughs> on microphone.
2: Oh, yeah, actually, that's a great show. That's a great show. <laughs> uh, well, so I'm assuming mean, they'll just be recording it in the asylum would be my assumption.
3: I'd assume so if they own yeah, the, the building. I, and I think I, that I think they eventually got some uh, GPWA stuff going on there as well Yeah, over the I past mean, few...
0: The, so. Obviously, Glasgow's in tier tier the the high tier as well so the
2: garage won't have been open no the garage it's, garage not be open no, they no, potentially no. might have been able to use that
0: as well because I know they I'll be interested to see I will find out I'll get you the <laughs> skip for next There we go John that's
2: what I want the ICW I'll
0: find skip. out where it's been getting from the not the inside skipper. in I'll find I'll bring you more news on that next week when I speak to my uh, moles in ICW um, <laughs> but yes uh no I'll look forward to that and uh thanks as ever for the news Gary Thank you. Ah, welcome once again to Fancy Booking Island. It's the island where anything goes in wrestling. We've come out here in the wrestling daft Draft and um, to enjoy the sun and to enjoy fancy fancy booking things in wrestling that you want us to do. Um, last week we were asked to. Put some prestige onto the 24/7 title. I know it's hard, especially when you see the gobbledygooker stroke Drew Gilak dressed as the gobbledygooker turn up at Survivor Series. Uh, but um, we tried our best. Um, Alex, what was your suggestion? Put it in the bin. Yep. Uh,
3: Gary, what was yours? Can't even remember, can you? Um. <laughs> Open <laughs> I'm oh, in the bin. At Open Challenge, that was I was having Art with um, was R Truth do the Open Challenge and challenge yeah. NXT superstars while dressed as John Cena.
0: Yeah, Aye. pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I had suggested do building some sort of division and then basically having, you know, some sort of feature match where it's in a ball pit or a mini golf or something every week. And you won't be surprised to find out that with. 56% of the vote, it was my good self that won it. That ah. makes up for getting beat on it. Mind the buzz Well done, John, well done. Well I was done. delighted with that. Uh, so this week we were on our Patreon pay-per-view party. You can obviously get involved in that. Just sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling that So I asked uh, the punters on the Patreon pay-per-view party last week, what should we do? Fancy Booking Island this week. And our friend, a uh, big fan of the show, Bronze Chell, suggested this one book an impact AEW star into the main event seen in the WWE um Alex I've given you 24 hours you always moan I gave you 24 hours on this one and I'm going to come to you first as a result of that so your three minutes to book one of those stars up into the WWE main
2: event starts now okay so AEW folds the cans go bankrupt it's something to do with Donald Trump you can fill in the blanks I don't mind but the long and short is Cody needs a job. And Vince and Hunter won't give it to him. But we, Shawn Michaels, we HBK, we H- we he slips him we, a wee NXT contract just under the, under the side. So Trips and Vince are pretty pissed off. So Trips especially tells Will, Big Regal to make Cody's life a living hell. Give him all the shit matches. Give him like, I don't know, hardcore matches with Killian Dane. Have the Undisputed Era beat him up. Put him in 3-1 against Legado Del Fantasma. Whatever you want to do, do that. But have him rise to the top as he does. eventually set up some kind of main event match probably with carrying cross because basically this first match you got the little brandy debut just a shock debut with the brandy spear to carrying cross and he essentially wins the belt from carrying cross which heavily heavily pisses off triple h so triple h sets the rematch it's cody versus carrying cross in a steel cage and if cody loses he's lost his job so we Go into the match, have a little bit when Cody's about to climb up to the top of the cage, and then Triple H comes out and he's like, nah, nah, there's no escape from this cage. His pin falls over. Him. So Cody gets pissed, does his little moonfall thing back on the carrying cross. But just as this is happening, one of the cameramen sneaks into the ring and delivers a very vicious looking RKO and then runs away again. So of course, Carrion hits the pin and Cody loses and he loses his job to AEW. And it was, he loses his job in NXT and it was all caused by a certain Randall Keith Orton on instructions of Triple H. So we're going to have loads of little stupid promos of Cody trying to get a job, like Vince phoning him and being like, oh, I've got a job for you, Cody, and getting to come round and like cut his grass or some shit like that. And then they will hire back Goldust as well just to kind of rub it into Cody even more to, and like, start treating him like rubbish and basically make him work like a mule to get some kind of spot in the Rumble. And of course, they give him number one. But we'll get to Rumble Night and what happens on Rumble Night. Com- Gold Dust comes out at number one in his full Pompsy jacket. It's not Dust, is it? It's Cody. And Cody runs the full Iron Man all the way through the Rumble. And we're just going to have to put Randy Orton as the champion at this point because storyline and, well, he's so close to John Cena now, you can almost justify it for the sake of it. And then we'll build to the big main event of Cody dethroning Randy, like the new guard passing to the old guard. I want like Ted DiBiase showing up at some point in this feud and just building up all that legacy and DX and good stuff.
0: That's it. Under the time. I like it. I like it. I don't like the bit about Cody turn up doing the lawn mower thing and all that shit. I don't like that. But, it was
2: more just to kind of build time so you forget about Cody for the big reveal at the Rumble. Yeah, but
0: that, that is a good booking that kind of crosses the old kayfabe and all that. I like that. That's really, really good. Um, right, okay, Gary, you're up next.
3: I was going to go for Cody and I decided against it. And I was also thinking Eddie Kingston, but I'm not going with that one. Uh, so I've got mine. And again, the, the, the end part is where we actually get the, the big thing that's actually the booking. So for me, we get The Miz holding the Money in the Bank briefcase all the way to WrestleMania next year. And then we get Drew versus Roman again. Roman yet again decimates Drew. And Miz this time isn't he stupid like it was at Survivor Series. He cashes in at the opportune moment when Drew is down. So we get Miz as the WWE Champion heading into Money in the Bank where the Money in the Bank winner is a returning Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe returns to the ring, wins the Money in the Bank briefcase but ends up injured and can no longer compete. But he's still Mr. Money in the Bank. So he has the right to give the Money in the Bank contract to anyone he wants. And what we get is Samoa Joe saying, you're not going to find out who gets this case until they cash in. And what we get then is the Miz he's defending against let's say Daniel Bryan I think that would be the nice ball off match Daniel Bryan goes over to Raw after uh, the next draft we get the Miz Daniel Bryan and then the cash in happens the music hits and who is it running to the ring and cashing in I was going to say Sandow at first but he's not an impact at AEW so that had to go out the window it is none other than the man who when he was in WWE for one appearance was Samoa Joe's bodyguard and got a little bit of disrespect Mr. MGF MGF cashes in, wins the WWE Championship on his WWE debut, and then his promos carries all the way through against a face Miz as we have the two of them going back to back on promos.
2: Hang on a second. So, what is this about being in the bodyguard role for that man that's particularly good? Because yeah, do you remember who his was was... bodyguard was? No. Oh, it was Kazuchika Okada on Impact. Oh!
3: <laughs> so like yeah, no, I be playing, like
2: Green Hornet, like Caddo or something, and it was a Caddo. So apparently, playing Samoa Joe's bodyguard gets you to the main main main, main event.
3: It's like that uh, film, is it Good Luck Chuck, where you get like the the, the shape partner at first, and then your next one is the one you marry. As a but so MGF winning the WWE championship is mine.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'll go up next, um, and this is dead easy uh, for me. Miro's pissed off in AEW for being fucking put in storyline about going through arc- about arcade machines for fuck's sake. So he's off from AEW, he's pissed off, he's not getting anywhere near the event where he should be in AEW. So he comes back to defend his wife, he puts Nia Jax through a table um, <laughs> and that's him back in, back in WWE, putting Nia Jax. Roman comes down saying, yeah, you're not messing with one of the tribe and we get suddenly into a, 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 fight, a fight between Roman and uh, Miro, who's now Rusev again. Rusev Day is back. We head to WrestleMania. There's a fucking tank, and it's Rusev versus Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. Simple as that. There we go. Rusev versus Reigns WrestleMania, and there's a tank, which he's borrowed from Shotzi Blackheart, who's made it for war games. Right, so there we go. Mass my booking. Have that. Um, so who had the best booking this week is it alex and cody Rhodes, which i think was particularly good i have to say was it gary
2: and mgf and some more some more jill angle like that or is it me with, yeah like the money in the bank thing's a good good shout that get injured while carrying it you can give it away so
3: yeah yeah i just done it apart from not being injured but and it wasn't liked really it. a surprise nah. like liked it but um, or is it
0: rusev just coming back putting Nia Jax through a table and uh, driving a tank to Wrestlemania. Um, You can decide by getting on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestlingdaft. Vote on your favourite and we'll have the results for you next week. So that's it for this week's show. Please rate, review, subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, we go twice a week. You get us on a Tuesday, you get Rab and Gredo on a Friday. And this week, I've left Gredo in charge of the list of wrestling daft again. I've messaged them today, uh, saying, "Right, you, you you want you know you want this not to be boring because he claimed it was boring a, a couple of weeks back." So I'd got this message back. So this is Gredo's decision on the list of wrestling daft this week.
2: What about best wrestlers, best and worst wrestlers on Twitter? Because you could have folks saying that Kirk
4: brilliant, you could have folks saying that Ryback's the shits, that kind of thing. There you
0: go, there you go. go. So uh, it was between the best and worst wrestlers on social media, and you'll never guess what won it. Worst. of course, it was the worst yes. wrestlers on social media that won it. Um, Bagsy, Mad Marty, Giannetti is uh, my nomination. Um, so we'll be talking about that, I th- and it also ties into the fact that Undertaker's on cameo now. So it's it, you know it's come. It kind of makes sense. So uh, worst wrestlers on social media, Gary. I'm sure you've got a few nominations for that one. Hi. Um, uh, we'll be looking, talking of the Undertaker. Grado's desperate to play the Undertaker cameos. If you haven't heard these yet, they have to be heard <laughs> to be believed. Or so we'll be playing out some of the Undertaker cameos on the show. Uh, punning uh, this week, uh, we've went for medical based puns. Um, this week's this started off with Grado's Kerry Von Erich. Um So, Alex, you 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 don't like doing these
2: ones. I just have no words for some
3: of them so
2: uh, I think
3: it, I mean Dr. Death's got to be there and you know the, all the doctor things but for me I think uh, Steph Rollins after stethoscopes would be uh <laughs> would be
0: that's the way I'm, I'm going to go for a Brett heart attack um, <laughs> so, we'll go, so get your medical base puns in for the boys this week uh, that's it from us get a t-shirt oh by the way before we go we'll tell you about uh, uh, merch you can get 25%. We've got Black Friday deals because everyone's going Black Friday mad. It wasn't a thing until a few, about five years ago, but you can get Black Friday deals now. Depends which box... country you're in. Yeah, well, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft 25% off all of wrestling daft merch. You can have an AmaMark t shirt. You can have. Who's great? Who's. <coughs> <coughs> ah. You can have. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can have me dying you can have um, you can have a wrestling daft mask in case you're running John in the shop <laughs> absolutely
0: you can get all that right now shop.spendchart.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft 25% off this Friday oh, everything must go no not really but 25% <laughs> off we've got limp- unlimited amounts of t-shirts there that you can buy so you can get 25% off uh, all your Wrestling Daft merch get those loved ones a good Christmas present by heading to our uk forward slash Wrestling Daft Shop um, that's it for us um, anything interesting to add Gary Cassidy
3: no no, nah, not really. Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get Gary at Wrestling Gary and see if, uh, who all these AEW signings are that he's been talking about. We'll find <laughs> out maybe next week, and we might have a uh, we might have an interview next week with Arn Anderson.
3: Yeah, I um, spoke to Arn Anderson right before this covered a lot of ground so it might be an old DDP effort where you might need to chop a wee bit of, <laughs> chop a wee bit out to use but it was a really good chat obviously a complete legend uh, somebody that I grew up just a wee bit too late to see on his prime but yeah. as most people will have uh, seen a lot of his stuff ever since and uh, it was just absolutely brilliant really good guy really nice guy as well so, so good you chat
0: can you can hear on the show next week and uh, Alex have you got anything interesting to add at this juncture
3: I really wish that I did,
2: but unfortunately I also have to say no
0: Brilliant, really exciting engaging content from Wrestling yeah, well, Marks <laughs> We're still on the <laughs> money here aren't we yeah, We're up the road um, and we'll see you next week Until next time, keep marking out
1: Audio Frontier